So when I do things, it's not like I'm like just running it down, like making plays, inting. I'm kind of just limit testing sometimes, you know? You got to do that. If you're going to understand the full potential of your champion, you got to really make some whack plays sometimes. Like you got to flash in, in their base, under tower, do some crazy things. Sometimes it'll work. So it's kind of just, you got to lose. You got to lose a lot to really know how to win. That's what I'm saying. You got to just play the game a lot. Because like I can lose like 200 games, but I'm sure I'm going to learn like a lot from losing those 200 games. Welcome to Challenger Insights, where we dive into the minds of the best League of Legends players to figure out how they think about the game. I'm your host, Lucas, and today I'm joined by Ostrich. Ostrich is a Challenger Lucian one-trick. He reached rank 248 on the solo queue leaderboard, and he's the number one Lucian in NA. Ostrich, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Hey, Lucas. Thanks for having me. No problem. So when did you first pick up Lucian? Um, I started playing Lucian in about season five, I think. It was about like a month after his release, I started playing him a lot. I pretty much only play Lucian, but like I have no problem playing other champions. Like other champions are fun, but Lucian is like the most fun. So I just consistently play him a lot. I think I have maybe like six different accounts where I only play Lucian on. <laughs> wow. Um I'm told that uh, you even have a Lucian tattoo. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, it is true. Um, my brother is actually a tattoo artist, and we went to the Los Angeles um, Golden State Tattoo Convention. So that's where I got it. But I just got it because, like, I don't know. I just hit rank one on Lucian. Um, I got Challenger. I've met so many people through, like, League of Legends. So I kind of just wanted to get this tattoo to like represent everything. That's amazing. Okay, so what makes Lucian so much fun to play? He's like the most mobile AD carry you could possibly have. And it's not like he's an easy champion to learn. Like he has to really be in the right spot at the right time because he's only he only has 500 range. So he's kind of just going to get destroyed if you miss position. So it's very rewarding to play him correctly. Awesome. So what kind of things are important for people to know if they want to get better at Lucian? If you want to get better at Lucian, 100% you need to go to practice tool and always just keep doing your combos over and over and over again. Just do it on uh, like a minion or like a bot or something. But it will help you a lot. Farming will also be important, but that will only happen in game because you need to be able to farm while there's an enemy AD carry, there's an enemy support, and there's a threat of a jungle. That's the only way you're going to get better, just by playing. Okay. Uh, what supports would you say pair well with Lucian? Braum, Thresh, Leona, Nautilus, anything with Engage, anything that can gap close for Lucian. Because of his low range, it's kind of hard for him to go first. So anything that goes first will be a lot better for him. Okay. And why do the other supports not work as well? Just because of his range. So he can't really dash first like if he if lucian is the one to go in first then he's just gonna die like yeah like lulu can shield you but then that's about it you get one shield and you gotta leave you can't really go all in you have to take trades with the uh, enchanter supports that makes sense 
Okay, let's quickly talk about runes and summoner spells. What options are there in terms of runes? There's not too much options because Lucian's passive is kind of weird. It doesn't really count as like an auto attack and it doesn't really count as like a spell. So you can't use Electrocute, you can't use Phase Rush. Um, Conqueror is not really good anymore just because they nerfed it so many times. So you're kind of actually just stuck to PTA. But other than that, you can change up most of everything else. You can change your secondary, you can change um, what you take in Precision. But your main rune, PTA, you'll always have to take. Okay. As for the, the secondary tree, what choice do you have there? Um, you can go Boots and Biscuits if you're in a poke lane. You can go Mana Flow with Transcendence if you're not in a poke lane. If you want to just uh, scale very nicely and have lots of mana regen. Because uh, Lucian's big problem, for especially for low elo players, is managing mana. So with Mana Flow Band and Presence of Mind... You shouldn't be having any mana problems. All right. And then summoner spells. Obviously, you take flash, but how do you choose your second spell? Um, well, it kind of depends which lane you're going. If you're going to go mid, you can go exhaust or ignite. If you're going to go uh, top, you can go TP. If you're going to go ADC, you should probably just go heal. But you can also go exhaust if you're going ADC because uh, it's hard for you to really save yourself against like people who are high level. So, like, if you're against a Zed who has, like, two kills or something, he's going to be at least two or three levels higher than you if you're playing ADC. So, Exhaust is pretty nice to take. Awesome. So, when you're looking at the team compositions and the loading screen, what are you usually thinking about? I'm thinking about what I need to build, what items, like, I, if I need armor, magic resist, because they could be full AD and I can easily just build uh, plated steel caps and have a lot of resistance against them. They make it a lot easier. Uh, if they have assassins, I might consider going shield bow. There's a lot of things you got to take into consideration just from loading screen. Even in champion select, you can figure out your runes. Uh, if you need MR armor, if they're poking you or not, what items you need to build against that, maybe lifesteal. Okay. So quickly for your first item, and I mean like straight out of base, when do you take Doran's blade uh, and when do you prefer Doran's shield? As a default, I'd probably always go Doran's Blade. I would only really take Doran's Shield if they're double ranged for bot lane. Because like, it's really hard for me to do anything because of my low range, right? So I might go Doran's Shield and I might go uh, Boots and Biscuits with that. Just to have extra sustain. So into like Kaelin Morgana it would be good. Into maybe Ezreal Zyra. Something that's really long range that I can't do anything really about. Okay, what else do you consider when playing against those uh, those kind of comps? I gotta make sure that I see what abilities they're using so that I can take advantage of them. Because, like, let's say Ezreal just wastes his E. Like, he E's forward into me. I will try to see if I can try to kill him for that. Because uh, he's very squishy, and that's his tool to disengage. But if he uses it for engage, I want to see if I can do something. Same thing if uh, we're talking about Zara. So if she uses her E, her root, then she can't do anything to me after if she misses it. So then I have a nice window of maybe 10 seconds before it comes back up. And that's when I want to try to do something about it. Okay. What about other kinds of comps? How do you play against an all-in comp? An all-in comp, it's pretty simple. You just got to try to 
build correctly because if you build shield bow and you build like plated steel caps or merc treads then it will help you survive the, the burst a lot and your team should be able to peel you after that because of the shield that you get from shield bow and like the resistances so um it can be kind of hard because they have so much all in but you are a mobile champion so you can easily dash some things you can maybe flash something try to stay alive because you can easily just be a bait as ADC. Um, and as for the, the laning phase, let's say you're playing against something like Tristana and Leona. What are you trying to play around? The Leona E. Because if she can't reach me, she can't like hit me, then I can easily just hit them both. Tristana early game doesn't do too much. And without Leona's E, she can't really gap close to me. So it's kind of, she's just there, melee range, can't do anything. So then I hit them for free. But I can't walk up until Leona misses E. Like, that, that's the only way I can do anything. Okay. Um, finally, let's say you're playing against a very safe comp, uh, or a scaling comp, let's say Vayne and Janna. How do you play against that? Super aggro. I never let them walk up to get CS. I always try to land my Qs through the minions, try to get them low HP, poke them down, because I'll be taking mana flow band into that lane. Try to just keep poking and poking and slowly get them low. If I make them miss a couple waves, then everything's working out for me. I'll just hit level 6 and kill them level 6. Okay. Um, so out of all of these, what are kind of the, the toughest matchups for Lucian? Right now, there's not really a lot. I would still put Caitlyn as like a very high-ranking one, Caitlyn and Draven. Just because one has lots of damage, Draven, and like Kaelin has lots of range. But honestly, everything else is not too bad. It should be pretty easy to handle. If you have mana flow ban and you take presence of mind, like you just get so much mana regen, you can keep poking everyone. Should be able to self sustain yourself in lane. Okay, so let's take Kaelin specifically. What makes her diff so difficult, and what are like your specific strategies for dealing with that? Um, right now I just go Blade the Rune King into Caitlyn because I get the lifesteal and I get the slow so that I can easily, um, close the distance between me and her. Cause she's going to net away when I dash into her. So I need the slow to keep up and then I can easily just use W and then alt T and then I'll get the move speed so I can catch up. And what about Draven? Draven, it's more or less just trying not to die. Because you don't really have to win the lane, you just gotta not die. So that's my main focus, is just trying to farm in Draven lanes. But if they make mistakes, like maybe walking up too far, or like wastes E, then I have time to trade, try to use a Q, maybe do like a W combo. But I don't really want to try to all-in him unless my support is an all-in champion. Otherwise, we just take short trades and just try to keep farming. Okay. Um. Let's talk about the support actually how do you communicate with your support you just gotta ping that's all you can really do Ping you're going in ping them ping the summoners let's say your support wants to go in uh but you're not so sure it's a good idea what do you do you just gotta ping them back i mean they're their own player they can't really do everything right and i can't do everything myself it has to be we have to be a unit if we're gonna go in we have to go in together so I'll I'll watch them and I'll see like if if they go in anyways then I'll probably just try to follow and maybe see what happens, but for the most part it's usually best to just listen to your own judgment, 
But if they're going in, they're going in, right? You can't stop them. So just try to kind of use their body as like a meat shield. Try to do as much as you can. But don't put yourself in harm's way where you're going to die after. And it's not really worth it. Fair enough. So as an AD carry, you need to pay a lot of attention to the minions and the positioning of your opponent. But at the same time, you need to pay attention to your jungler and the enemy jungler. Um, how do you keep track of it all? Well, you can keep track of the jungler by telling where people start. So usually they'll start um, wherever their bot lane goes because they'll get a better leash. But that's not always the time. Like they can easily start red buff and then walk their way down. But you can tell where people start just by who leashes. So their top lane leashes, that means they're going to start red. If their bot lane leashes, then they're starting blue. Sometimes they can fake leash, but most of the time it's not. So that's just what I go off of. And then they're usually going to path like in a line to which buff that they started. So if they start blue, then they're going to go to red. If they start red, they're going to go to blue. But we always need to have priority in my lane. So I can go help my jungler if they need to help. Uh, if they need help to get the crab, and yeah. Okay, so let's talk about priority and, and wave management. Um, how do you approach that? Um, I pretty much always want to push the wave unless there's nothing for me to do. So if I don't need priority in my lane, then I can easily keep the wave frozen close to my tower so that I can try to deny them more minions because uh, they're not going to have any vision. Like, my tri-bush is going to be warded with, like, control ward. So if they try to go get the ward, then I'm going to kill them. Um, they're going to be easy to gank because of the wards. They're not going to have no visions because it's close to my tower. So it just becomes a whole lot easier once you know what to do with the wave. So let's say dragon is coming up. I need priority. Then I'm going to push the wave. Or... My jungler's trying to invade or do something in their jungle. I need to have priority. Then I push the wave. If I have complete vision of the river, I, I can do whatever I want. Then I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to get some tower plates. With always pushing, don't you get ganked a lot yourself? Yeah, that's why you need to always look at and see if you can ward. If you can't ward, then it's probably not best to push. Because you're going to push and just die, right? So you want to make sure you're pushing and then you ward. Okay. Do you ward before you push or after? Um, I try to ward before because like they can easily just come while I'm pushing. So I would always try to do it before, but it, uh, I mean, you can do it after as well. If you do it fast enough, push the wave. All right. So still talking about the early game. Um, when is the best time to go base? Like just as default, like normally, as long as you get 1300 and you can buy like your, uh, noon quiver, then you should be okay. But like you really just want to make sure you push the wave in so that the enemy bot lane is under tower so that they can recall and that you can recall. So that's what I like to call like a cheater recall is when they have to stay there, like wasting their time doing nothing, just farming. And you're already recalling, you're already back to lane, and then they have to recall. That's how you want to try to space out your time. And so that way you end up losing no minions and they do. Uh, when you start pushing back again. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. All right. So how do you play around the first dragon? The first dragon is always kind of confusing to people because like they never seem to realize that it's not super important. Like We don't need it to win the game. 
not all the time. Like sometimes the enemy jungler will just like sneak it because we have no words. Sometimes that'll happen, but that's why it's always good to have priority in your lane so you can always just rotate quickly if something happens. So like even if the jungler was to solo the dragon, but if I had priority in my lane, I can at least go to try to kill him after or like maybe get something out of it. Maybe go invade, get some wards down. Because if he solos the dragon early, then I know that he's going to be low HP, so I can do those things. Okay. So in a perfect situation, you would push and get priority so you can help out around dragon. Um, but what if that's not the case? What can you do? I mean, you can always just go drop a ward on dragon. That would always work. But then you lose a ward somewhere else, right? You can't ward your river. Uh, you can't ward your tribush. Then you just got to go off of... Hopefully he doesn't walk through that ward in the river, like uh, by the dragon pit. That makes sense. All right. I'd like to talk about some tough situations that you might be in. Um, let's say, for example, your support has just been killed, you're 1v2, and they're pushing against your tower. What do you do? Try to wave clear. That's all you can really do. Because your support made a mistake, it happens, and they're just going to try to take a lot of plates for it. They're not really, they're probably not going to try to dive you, assuming it's early game still. So. I mean, if they're not going to dive you, just try to wave clear as fast as you can. If you got to use a little bit extra mana, you got to use a little bit extra mana, but it's better that you try to save your plates. Okay. For another situation, uh, let's say that you're pushed in, but your jungler is starting a fight in the river and the enemy bot is already making their way there. How do you solve that? Honestly, I'm going to say it like it kind of depends what elo I'm playing in. Because like, if I'm playing in high elo, I'll leave my wave, no problem. But like in low elo, I will probably just go get my, my minions. Because uh, you got to really like look and see if this fight is winnable. Because you're going to go late to the fight now, obviously, because they're rotating first. So sometimes it's probably just not worth it. Like you're going to die and you're going to miss the whole wave. And then you're going to just miss a lot of things when you could just get this guaranteed wave that's right here. Okay. Um, what if instead of in the river, uh, your jungler is being invaded on the bot side and he needs your help? What do you do? Okay, invaded is different. I would definitely always go help my jungler if he's getting invaded. Because, like, I can lose minions for that. But if I know I'm getting a kill there, then it's pretty worth it. If I can help my jungler get back in the game, he'll have more time to breathe. Because, like, I can sacrifice a little bit just so that he gets more ahead because he'll have more impact in the game. All right. So what kind of mistakes do you see other Lucian players making the most often? So one was mana before I were talking about mana costs. So definitely people need to stop using your W because W costs too much mana. It's not worth to use. You only want to use W if you're fighting. Otherwise, it costs 80 mana early game for no reason. So I would never use it. And... You also need to practice just landing your Qs through minions because like, that's going to be the hardest thing for new Lucian players is just to be able to uh, land the Piercing Light like at max range like all the time. So just need to really practice that. I don't know but if it's not really like Lucian specific, but it's just like warding. People never ward. They never look at their map. That's what they got to start doing more because your minimap tells you so much information, but no one actually just takes it in and does things with the information it gives you. I can literally play the game just by looking at minimap. I don't even need the screen. 
What kind of information do you see on the minimap that other people don't? It tells you exactly how you should be playing. So if you see the enemy jungler is top, top lane, you can easily just fight people bot lane because you're not scared of the jungler anymore if you know where he is, right? If you have a lot of vision in the in the river or something, you have a lot of vision everywhere, then maybe you'll spot out like everyone somewhere. Just in the map, you can see where they are. You can see how many people are going towards each other. Maybe your team is going towards each other. They're all going to group up and fight soon. So you can go. Uh, maybe jungler's invading. You'll see that on the minimap. Always need to check your wards because like that can save your life. And even if you're, you don't want to spend 75 gold, 75 gold can save your life sometimes. So it's worth to get. Okay. Um, finally, just a, the last question uh, about the early game. Um, I asked you earlier about some tough situations, but I'm also interested in how you might push an early advantage. So let's say you just scored a double kill in lane. How do you make the best use of this? Try to buy as much damage as I can. Try to buy a control ward so that I don't get ganked because I'm assuming that I'd probably have to use both my summoners just to get the double kills. So if I don't have heal, I don't have flash, I want to make sure I'm safe if I ever push up again, which I probably will now because I want to kill them. So just need to make sure you ward. And then if they make a mistake, like let's say, um, I don't know, like someone wastes an ability, Blitzcrank, he, he wastes his Q. So then I have maybe like 15, 20 seconds to really take advantage of that. So then I would try to fight um, while he misses his hook so that he can't really do anything if I go on the ADC because he's not going to have his gap closer. I'm just trying to push them back, keep them under tower. Then my, my uh, jungler can come do dragon because I have priority because I have my lead. So that's how I want to play the lane. In that situation, um, how do you kind of decide b between pushing up and maybe getting platings versus helping your jungler with dragon? I would probably just try to get one plate and then I would go help my jungler get the dragon. Because like uh, plates are kind of hard to get the lower that they are. So like if there's four plates, it's kind of hard to get early game. But once it gets down to three plates, then it's really hard to get three plates without like uh, like jungle help or like Rift Herald or something. So normally I would just get one or two tower plates and then see if I can help my jungler. Most of the time they'll, they'll pick a jungler that doesn't really need a lot of assistance with dragon. They can usually solo it. And usually they will solo it. And then if they do need help, I'll just go and rotate and help them. Because I will have priority over their bot lane. Awesome. So let's talk about the mid game a little bit. Uh, once in the mid game, people aren't really bound to their lanes anymore. How do you kind of choose which lane to go to? Um, normally I will try to pass top side because like, I'm assuming we win our lane where, so there's no bot tower, there's no dragon. So that means there's no objectives for me to get bot side. So that means I switch to top side now because the next objective is Rift Herald, Rift Herald and top tower. So if I can't get the top tower by myself, then I will get the Rift Herald and then I'll use the Rift Herald top lane so that I can get out of that lane. Then if I do that. And the only tower left is mid lane. So I go mid lane and I help my mid laner. And then once we get that tower, we get all three of the outer towers. We get the dragon, we get the rift herald. Then the next dragon should be coming up. We get the next dragon. And then that's it. I have everything I need to win the early game and mid game. Okay. So for the mid game, you're mostly looking to focus these towers and objectives. Um, how do you prioritize between these and farming? 
Um, I always try to see if I can ever just get extra farm. Just go to a lane. Maybe mid lane is recalling. I'll try to go get mid mid lane wave. But for the most part, you're kind of just like switching lanes. Like your top laner will be going bot lane and you're going to go top. So you can just farm top lane. And then same thing as before, like my jungler can probably solo the Rift Herald. So I will be farming in my lane. He'll be doing the objective, but I will always have priority. So I will always be able to get to him first if he needs help. So like the jungler could just take like the blast plant over the wall, try to steal the Rift Herald. But then I'll be there right after, as soon as that happens. Just gotta clear the waves. Always try to have priority, because if you're stuck under your tower, you're not really farming fast. And if you're not farming fast, then you're just kind of being useless. Just, you're kind of wasting a lot of time when you could be doing something else. Makes sense. So after the outer turrets are down, how do you decide where to go next? I think it's pretty easy. You just always see what objective is up. At all times, I look at the map and I and I don't really care about like too much about like how much like wards I have, but I try to look and see where I can go, like which path is clear so that I won't die. Sometimes I'm gonna have to take a safer safer route so that I don't get one shot or I don't die to assassin or something. But I'll get to to the objective a little bit slower. But as long as I'm safe and I get there on time, then it shouldn't matter. I always try to like recall, spend my money. And then I'll try to leave 20 seconds so that dragon, like, like I'll have 20 seconds on the dragon timer so that I don't get there too late. I always want to prepare. I want to have wards, clear their wards, make sure that we get the best um, spot so that we can team fight properly. I want to position myself in a good spot. I don't want to just get there and then not know where, where I should go or what I should do. I always try to have a plan so that I can just do it. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing before I already do it. So, what might that plan include? Like, where you position, uh, where they have words, and where where it's clear. So, maybe I'll stand on, like, a control word or something so I know it's clear. Um, I try to buy control words, try to use my trinkets, try to use everything I can to make sure that I don't uh, put myself in a bad spot. Or even so that my teammates can position themselves correctly as well. But you always got to press tab and check all the timers, check who's fed, check everything. Like when you press tab, tab will tell you a lot of things too. That's why lots of challenger players, they just press tab all the time so they can see uh, who's fed, what items they have, what items you have, um, like where you need to be. It, it, like it tells you everything. So mini map and pressing tab, checking everything. Check all the information the game gives you. You need to take it and do something with it. All right. You mentioned assassins earlier. How do you deal with assassins? Words. I always need to word everything. Word everything and build some defensive items. Like whether that be like death stance or like GA. I mean, I probably wouldn't get GA early, but um, yeah, you can still just try to play around your team, like wherever your team is positioning as well. Like, you never want to be caught by yourself. You want to always have someone with you. Because, like, if Zed jumps on you, he, like, at least someone can try to save you. Never want to really put yourself in a 1v1 unless you know you can win. I mean, you can try to outplay them, but it's probably safer to either just play close to a tower or close to a teammate and try to bait out some of their abilities or something. Maybe you're playing against Fizz, you can bait out a shark. If he misses shark, you can try to fight him. Awesome. So one of the things we haven't really discussed so far is items. 
Um, what is Lucian's core build? I'm glad you asked that question, man. I got this great infographic, and it has everything in it. There's core items, situational items, full build, boots, every single thing you need is in this infographic. But yeah, um, so the first item is Kraken Slayer. That's your biggest item. It's going to be the best thing for you. It does so much true damage, gives you a lot of AD, attack speed, everything you need. So that's going to be your first item. And then second item is Navori Quick Blitz. Because Navori, it just turns Lucian into Earth, like Earth Lucian, because his abilities get, get lowered, the cooldown. And it gives you 30 ability haste, which allows Lucian to spam his abilities even more. Also gives you crit, so because both of those items give you crit, you build Infinity Edge, so that you get 60% crit, uh, activating the Infinity Edge passive, so that you can do lots of bonus damage. Also gives you 70 AD, which is the most you can ever get. And yeah, that's the three core items. There's a lot of situational items. What are some of the main situational items? Um, I guess like healing reduction. Because there's two different ones that you can get. One is one is with ability haste and one is like auto-attacking. So it kind of depends uh, if you're going to go lethality or not. Which you can also go, which is like a situational thing. So sometimes you can go lethality if they're all squishy and they're not going to build a lot of armor. But if they do start building armor, then crit will be better. Because uh, it's easier to counter uh, armor with crit and armor pen rather than it is with Lethality, because Lethality doesn't really do a whole lot against tanks. Okay, so speaking of tanks, uh, what other items might you buy on Lucian in that kind of situation? You can buy Lord Dominix. I think that's Lord Dominix, where it does like percent HP based on like if they have like a thousand or something more than you. And then there's also Sherelda's Grudge, which procs the slow on that item procs on each of Lucian's bullets from his ulti. So it's kind of a cool mechanic that they added there, this new item. I don't know if it's intended or not, but it's pretty fun. So it gives your ulti a CC, like it gives all of your abilities some CC, so you can easily follow up on it. But it's really good into tanks. You can also go Death Stance, GA, Shield Bow. Those are going to be your defensive items against Assassins. You can also go Bloodthirster if you're against a lot of pokes, so you can get more lifesteal. RFC is pretty good if you need long range. Cool. All right. So lastly, what are some alternative playstyles or builds uh, that you like to experiment with? I mean, Gale Force is always fun. I don't, I don't think it's like the greatest build, but it's really fun because you get an extra dash. So that's cool. It also does magic damage, so it's mixed damage with your crit. Um, AP Lucian is pretty fun, but I only really do that on ARAM. All right. Okay. Finally, I wanted to ask you about the late game. Uh, specifically, how do you approach team fights? I try to see if the enemy will either go on me and like make a mistake. Maybe I can dash away from them, like kite backwards, or I'll see if my team will engage and I'll try to position myself in a place where I am behind a tank and like I won't get hit by a skill shot that's going in front of me, like maybe like a fizz ulti. And like if someone wants to jump on me, then I can easily kite in one direction so that I know I'm safe. 
I need to play around my wards as well. So positioning really depends on what vision you have and what you don't have. Because like if I don't have vision behind me, I can easily just walk straight into like a Zed who's just waiting for me behind me. So it's really scary, but you need to position yourself correctly in a spot where you won't die instantly. Because uh, as long as you don't die instantly, you can DPS something. As long as you're hitting something, you're being useful. That's how I like to look at it. Okay. So in all the chaos, all the team fight, um, how do you know who to focus? I mean, you just press tab and you look at the numbers. You see who's fed right now and who's not. Like, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to go out of my way to focus like a Mundo if he's not really going to hurt me. Like, if he's like a 10 and 0 Mundo, then I'll probably have to try to kill him because I can't really not deal with him. But if he's like 0 10, then I can just ignore him and just go straight for carries. So it kind of depends on uh, who's fed and who's not fed. But I'll always try to focus squishies if I can. Okay. What do you kind of need your teammates to do for you to be the most effective? I need them to go in. Because uh, like I was saying before, when you're talking about laning phase, like Lucian can never dash in first. He needs someone that can gap close for him or someone that can just be in front of him. Because if Lucian is in front, then we're losing the team fight. Because like I have 500 range and they're going to one-shot me. So I need like anything to just be in front of me and just be a meat shield. So I can just press all my abilities. That's the only way we're going to win. Awesome. So let's say your team gets a pick somewhere. Um, how do you best make use of that? If I catch an enemy, then we just try to see what else we can do with that pick. So like, depends on where we got the kill. If we got the kill like mid lane, I would try to see if I can get like mid tower, if I can get dragon, maybe Rift Herald is up, maybe Baron's up, maybe we go do something. I I never look for another kill. I always try to look for objectives to see what I can do next. Because the objectives are the best way to win the game. All right. You mentioned Baron. How do you decide when you should start the Baron? If an enemy shows up bot lane who shouldn't show up, like let's say the jungler is bot lane then it's going to take them a long time to walk all the way from bot lane all the way to top lane. So then you can just rush the Baron if the jungler is bot, because they have no smite then. You can also do Baron if you have very good vision control, because if they can't get any vision on it, then they can't steal it. So that's also a good way to tell. Uh, maybe you have like double inhib, you have mid and bot inhib, so that the waves are pushing in really hard. So then they can't really deal with your Baron. You, they kind of have to deal with the waves first. So like, let's say two people have to go in the base to deal with the, the inhibitor waves, then we can usually just do the Baron. If they're going to come fight, then it's going to be like 3v5. So if we 3v5, then we'll win. Awesome. Finally, let's take a little bit of a high-level view. Um, how do you look at the game as a whole, the current meta, for example? Right now, this game is kind of just you one-shot them or they one-shot you. So it's very uh, precise on like what things that you have to do now. Like before the game, it was okay. Like you can just like walk into a bush and you'll be okay. But now you walk into a bush and you're going to get one-shot like 90% of the time. So wards are even more important this season than ever before, I feel like. Just because like assassins are so strong now. So, like, even, like, Master Yi, he can just build a split and go invisible, like, four times, and, like, it's kind of crazy. So, 
definitely need to always, always think about your words and like where you're positioning at. Because like junglers will do anything they they can do to get some kills. Like they'll dive you under tower. They'll do some really dumb things just to try to make it work. And sometimes it will work, and then that's it. So one mistake can probably cost you the game. That's why you need to really pay attention to everything. How do you avoid that kind of situation? Just play super safe? Or do you play into it and play aggressively yourself? I mean, if you see them on the map somewhere else, then you can play aggressively. But if you don't see them on the map, then you got to back off, right? That's where it's going to go back to wording all the time. You always can make plays based off what you see on your mini-map. So if I see someone is somewhere, then I can make a play. But if I don't see them, then I have to play safe. Okay. So how do you try to improve at the game? Um, you can get coaching, which is what I do. I do lots of coaching. Um, always try to look and see what you can do to improve. Maybe you made a play and you like flashed in and it didn't work. But you, if you watch a replay of it, maybe you can think about a different way that it could work. Maybe use an ability at a different time, different angle, position yourself differently. Um, so VOD reviews always help. You can just try to look at other challenger players, uh, play the champion that you're playing. So, because they're obviously challengers, so they know what they're doing. So you can kind of try to copy them, sit, do their same play style, do what they're doing. Um, but obviously mechanics will always just come with practice. So just always playing the game will help you like drastically compared to someone who just watches so someone like play the game. You got to actually play the game to get better. Do you watch your own replays to spot your mistakes? Yeah, I have lots of uh, VOD reviews of, on my YouTube channel. I just record myself watching myself play. And I so like most of the games are like the good games that I've played, but some of them are like the bad ones so that I can try to improve uh, myself while also uh, helping other people see what mistakes I'm doing as well. Okay. And when you realize that you've made a mistake, uh, how do you avoid making it in the future? Just got to put a little mental note. That's all you can really do. Just uh, need to flick a switch in your brain and be like, oh, okay, this is what I did. So I'm not, I'm never doing that again. Like maybe you flash in, maybe you like auto attack a tower, misclick a hit a minion. Like you got to think of things so that that will never happen again. And what if the mistake was not a mistake after all? What if it just didn't work out that one time? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just something that you need to know if you can do it. Like, so when I do things, it's not like I'm like just running it down, like making plays, inting. I'm kind of just limit testing sometimes, you know? You got to do that. If you're going to understand the full potential of your champion, you got to really make some whack plays sometimes. Like, you got to flash in, in their base, under tower, do some crazy things. Sometimes it'll work. This game is really complex in where it's going to be hard for you to understand when to make a play and when not to make a play. Because like it, it, when you're playing ranked, you, you don't really want to make like plays that will ruin the game. So it's kind of just, you got to lose. You got to lose a lot to really know how to win. That's what I'm saying. You got to just play the game a lot. Because I, like, I can lose like 200 games, but I'm sure I'm going to learn like a lot from losing those 200 games but you just gotta put yourself in the right mindset like people can just lose 200 games and be like oh man i'm so like my team is so bad like i never get good teams or something like that 
but it's it's never really about it's not it's not always about them it's could be you sometimes like you need to take a minute and just be like oh yeah it was my fault this game i made a mistake i gotta do this next time maybe i died because i didn't ward so now next time for the next game i'm gonna start warding here that's just how you want to try to improve yourself awesome so especially playing as an ad carry um, if you have the opportunity would you recommend duo queuing uh, for example with a support yes 100 percent of the time i would always recommend duo queuing because like it's the easiest way to climb and you never like you will never tilt because of your like support if they're bad because you're duoing so you know they're consistent you know they're going to be okay you know they're not going to afk you know they're not going to run it down in your games because you guys are like helping each other so it's always nice to just have one person at least to rely on while you're playing so it's not just super coin flip just four random players at least you have one player you can rely on which is really nice like even right now i don't really like playing adc without my support duos because like it's kind of just coin flip if they get autofilled it's not fun if they don't play aggro champions with lucian it's not that fun so i always prefer to have a duo if possible all right final question what's the best lucian skin oh right now i'm gonna say victorious because it's like fresh and new and like it's so clean. I, I I have no complaints about that skin. Awesome. All right. This has been really great. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Um, you guys can follow me on Twitch, follow me on Twitter, YouTube. Um, everything is ostrich LOL. So yeah, you guys can find me out there. I also have a Discord you guys can join. Um, I do coaching as well. So if you guys ever need some help with ADC, top, mid, I coach everything except for jungle. So just hit me up and yeah. And you have a guide as well, right? I do have a guide. You guys can check that out on Mobile Fire. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Cool, man. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of Challenger Insights. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter or join the Discord. The links for both of these will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider sending it to someone who you think would be interested in it as well. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.